everybody. If you're just tuning in, you've been prayed for. And I'd like to start out with this. You know, I love to make the most of our time that we get together. You know, we've been real blessed over the last, uh, probably the last couple years. We try to once a week try to do a family night. And I know that, you know, with schedules changing and things, we won't always be able to do that. But I like it. How about y'all? And so tonight, today is our family day together. But not only that, more than that, it's our time that we get together and we get to fellowship and we get to glorify God. Amen. And I pray that when you come here that you feel welcome, that you feel loved, and that, you know, that you leave different than when you came in. And what I mean by that is that you're challenged and you're encouraged to do what uh, God has for you to do. So with that being said, I want to share a few things um, and, and just ask a couple of questions. One of the things I like to do is kind of ask some questions because I think that gets our, our mind thinking a little bit, you know. And so I want to share this here. There's a lot going on in the world. Would anybody say amen to that? You know, and I, and I don't think people would argue this point. We're living in a time where there's a lot of spiritual warfare. Would that be safe to say? There's a lot going on. And, and so this really, as I studied this week, and I was looking through the chapter that we're going to share on Tuesday um, at the Bible study, this really just kept coming around. So I want to encourage each of us to, to, this is not to scare anybody. It's always to prepare everybody. Amen. So we want to know what God has for us. We want to know what we're called to, to do. And so I want us to, to keep a watchful eye on the enemy. Amen. What does it say? The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. I used to tell the boys when they were growing up, I said, the devil ain't out to bruise you. He wants to steal, kill, and destroy. But there's good news. We're overcomers in Christ. But I want to set the stage so you know why we need to keep our guard up and look around and see what's going on. So this is a little sneak preview. So I had a couple of things here I wanted to share. And, and this is, is the title of our message. It's called Define Your Enemy. There's a battle going on. And, and we, you know, there's, there's always a lot of enemies trying to come out and get us. But I'm going to tell you what, uh, this is not a time for us to shriek back. Things are going on in the world. How many people read newspaper? Anybody get a newspaper anymore? You read it online, right? There you go. Three. Okay, my mom, that makes four. But a lot of them, we, get, we go ahead and we got it online just teasing. But, you know, every channel's got something going on. You've got to dig deep to find good news, don't you? Just open your Bible, you can find some good news. You don't, even have to, you don't, even have nobody, you don't even have to go to a commercial break, right? But what I want to talk about today is there's so many things going on in the world. And, and man, let's just jump on in. So I'm going to start out with our scripture today, 1 Peter 5, 8. And it says, stay alert, watch out for your great enemy. Didn't he say a bad, you know, look, a great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. How many people have been to the Norfolk Zoo? How many people have been to a big zoo? I mean, real big zoo. If they told you that the lion was out of his cage, would you just go, yeah, well, let's go get some more popcorn? I wouldn't be keeping no beef jerky in my pocket if he was out. Okay? So, so think about this. The Lord tells you that there is a lion out there. There's an enemy like a great lion that prowls around looking for us to devour us. So let's set the stage with some of that there. So what I want to do is kind of go deeper in what we got. And I want to give you a little background. You guys have been with me for a while. You know I like stats and pie charts and all that stuff and kind of behind the scenes. So I'm going to set the stage with this. And you might have heard me mention this group before. It's called the, Bar the Barner Research Group. And they've got a history of 30 years or more. They've done over a million different interviews uh, on different things, over 100 different studies. And they do a lot of stuff uh, in faith and culture, leadership, vocation, different things like that for generations. And they've been doing this. So the, so the Barna Group has carefully, carefully and strategically tracked the role of faith in the nation for some time over the last 30 years. So when I'm giving you these statistics, I can't say that with gum in my mouth. 
I won't spit it out. <laughs> Y'all have to watch the other video for that because it has happened. Please stay online, people. No. <laughs> See what you miss when you're not here? We have a good time. But uh, so I want to tell you that they've, they've got a little track record. They've been asking and looking around and stuff. So with that being said, I'm going to kind of jump in and give you a little status report that I thought, man, this is pretty amazing that what we run into. How many guys recognize this fellow over here? Survey says, define your enemy. Look at this. So we need to look what the Bible says, and we really need to realize that there is actually an enemy against us, amen? We just go through life going dilly-dallying along the way and don't understand why things happen, things like that. We need to be plugged in. So the first thing I want to talk about here is the Greek word devil is diablos, okay? And if you look at that, what I thought was really cool, if you actually take that root, root word and break it out, Angela, you'll love this, right, because we're word looker-uppers, it means to divide. It means to split. It means to create a wedge, so basically, the devil wants to create a wedge between you and God's best, amen? He wants to turn around and keep you from God's best. And I wrote a few things from the very beginning. He divided Adam and Eve from God in the garden. He wants to separate you from the Lord as well. He wants to take the unbelievers and send them to hell, and he wants to make life for the believer a living hell, amen? But don't worry, there's more coming. I just want to set the stage. We're overcomers in Christ. If you believe that, let me hear you say amen. That's good. If you're not, you probably will be by the time we get through this message, I pray. So we look at these things, and I want to I share a couple of odds and ends that the Lord just showed me as I was cutting through. Many folks think this whole thing just sounds outdated, right? So I want to share a few things here. You know, when we start turning around and, and we say, wow, this is just, that's, you know, that's, that's old school stuff. You know, the, the old, what is it, uh, fire and brimstone preaching and all that. That's, that's a different time. See, and, and I want to just jump right on in here and give you a few more things to let you know that preparation is the key to any battle you have, right? Preparation in life. If you want to lose weight, you better prepare to exercise and do things. If you want to save some money, you might want to prepare to put it back. If you want to do any of those things, if you want to get married, you better prepare to do what your future wife says. Somebody say amen. I'm trying to help you all out, especially these guys over in this area. I'm just trying to help you out. But what we see so many times is we just walk around in disbelief. We walk around thinking, yeah, I'll get to it someday. That really is not for me. That doesn't affect what I'm doing. But I'm going to tell you what. Look at this and see, see if you think about it differently. Now, going back to that Barner Research Group, they did a survey and asked about, did you believe that there was a physical, real, you know, devil? Is he real or is it just just out there, pine the sky, old, old wives' tale. Now, this is out of Christians, people that have put their faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, believe that the Bible's true, and, and, and forgiveness of the sin from what Jesus Christ did. Forty percent, right, said they strongly agree that Satan is only a symbol of evil. Right? Let's go back to that analogy. If you go over to the Norfolk Zoo, and they said, beware, the lion is out of the cage, and he ain't ate breakfast. Right? You say, oh, that's just a regular announcement. Well, yeah, that's all right. And then you hear somebody go, Rah! was that you, Ma? No, <laughs> you know, what's going on? But see, we walk, we walk in life like that, just like it doesn't matter. We just say, oh, yeah, all right. I guarantee you're going to be praying in the morning before you leave after this, right? Take a look at this. So 40% strongly agree, yeah, it's just... You know, it's, it's just one of those things. It's just, it's just old story there. It's kind of outdated. It's just old antiquated religion talk. And, and you know, we're, we're, we're just going to go on about that, you know. But, see, we need to jump in. And how many people know it's important to keep your guard up? 
You keep your guard up when you're playing football, when you're doing different things. Now, many of y'all know that I'm a people watcher and my wife likes to shop. So that kind of goes good together because when she's shopping, I'm watching people. Right? Now, this is what I do. I'm not no tough guy or anything else, and I'm not a scaredy cat, but I try to keep my guard up, right? I've had three surgeries on this arm. Guess what? I keep my wife on my right arm. So if something comes up, I can grab her out of the way. I can help her over there. If they're bigger than me, I can push her in the middle. No, I'm <laughs> I rehearsed that. <laughs> so we put her pocketbook in the middle, and we're walking. I'm looking at everything else like that. So I can keep my baby close to me, you know? And so when you go through that, how much more should we really be keeping the word of God close to us, our family close to us, sharing this message? And I'm just saying in the everyday life, right? Went to Costco the other day. It was raining. It was wet. It was all this. Try to find a good parking spot, all right? Lucked out. Come on out there. God bless us with a good parking spot. Kept walking. And I'm watching everything else. I usually push the cart. I usually don't do it to my wife's liking, but I usually push the cart. I didn't know there was a way to do the cart thing. Most guys do this. I lay on the cart because I'm watching people. I'm just, I mean, I'm just cruising on that cart. And after two knee surgeries, you just get on that cart and just kind of float like that, right? So I get the cart. Why do I get the cart? Because I got to be careful because Denise needs both hands to shop. She's ready, man. She is ready to shop. She's going, all right? And I'm going to tell you, when you go to Costco, they don't have those little baby buggies. They got the man style. I mean, I'm going like this, pushing this thing, man. And she's going, we need applesauce. I said, we need litter. Ugh. Man, I tell you what, we're out on the town, right? So I, I told Brian the other night, he called me, he says, what are y'all doing Friday night? I said, oh, we going to the club, brother. He said, y'all good? I said, oh, man, members only. I said, it's members only, baby. He said, really? I didn't know y'all was out on the I said, man, we out, man. You got, you got to have a car to get in there. He said, where are you going? I said, Costco. <laughs> He said, you got me. You got me. So that's our big thing. Hey, you guys getting married? That's our Friday night, man, right there. Grab a little something to eat and go to Costco. Make the rounds. But that's okay. But we're getting back here. So you've got to be prepared. You want to be prepared about what's going on. So turn around. I'll give you another one. You talk about looking and doing things. When you go to the bathroom at Costco, did you know this? They got a little mirror right there so you can see around the corner. I'm watching. See, if you grew up in Buckrow, you do all these things automatically. Everybody else going, man, you do that? No, I do, yeah. If you played in some of them clubs where I was at, man, you're like, hey, how y'all doing? I never go around the curb like if this was the corner right here. I don't go around the corner like this. I go to the corner like this. How y'all doing? That way or something goes up, you good. Yes, yeah, all right. I was just going to pray for you, brother. I was just, yeah, that's it. I'm just being, I'm saying we prepare, right? We keep our guard open, right? We should because we go, I don't know what happened. I don't know, I was just standing there. Somebody snuck up behind me. I'm looking like this all the time. I'm not scared. I'm trying to be prepared. Because you know what? I want to guard my heart. I want to guard my family. I want to guard the people that I love. I want to, I want to protect them. I want to have my head in the game, amen? Things happen, right? And I use all that as an analogy, but it's true. Think about that. I saw, I saw that thing, and I'm always looking for a sermon stuff. I said, look at that. I said, look at that mirror right there. You know what? If we want to see a good reflection of what we're coming up against, we need to open the mirror of God's Word. We need to open that up and stare into that and then adjust our life so our life looks like who He's called us to be. Well, let's keep on rolling with some of these stats, right? So then we got 19% of the people said they agree somewhat with that statement. So uh, I, I don't want to take my shoes off and do kick a tan math, but we're already about 59%. They don't believe the devil's who... The Lord says he is. 
Amen. Not trying to elevate him. I'm just trying to tell you, he's out to steal, kill, and destroy. Amen. Let's keep on rolling. Now, out of that, out of believers, 35% indicate that they believe Satan is real. How about that? And then how about this? We might fall in this too. 6% six, six don't even know what they believe. <laughs> now, if I'm coming after you and I want to do you harm, I'm in the driver's seat. Because if you run those numbers, you read about 65% out of 100 that don't even believe you exist. So if you don't even believe I exist, I got the drop on you. That's what we used to call it. Don't let them get the drop on you. How many people watch Westerns? They come out there, boy, Clint's got that thing on his side. He ain't going to let nobody get the drop on him. He's looking around. The devil has got the drop on the church a lot of times because we won't believe the word of God. Comes on, somebody's going to say amen right there, right? Think about that. What did he say? What's on your hand out? The Lord says this. Look at this. 1 Peter 5, 8. Stay alert. Keep your eyes open. Watch out for the great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Are you going to look at it a little different now? That's the norm, guys. That's the norm right there. Doodly, 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 doodly. And then we wonder, man, I got blindsided by this. I don't know. Are we speaking the word of God? Are we looking into the word of God? Are we renewing our mind with the word of God? Are we standing on what God tells us to stand on? Survey says we're not. So what are we going to do about that? Bet you everybody be a Bible study Susan, right? But there's so many things that we, we just don't really realize that we just squander and, 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 and kind of just walk through life. How many people think it's a good thing to have a purpose? Right? You set out this morning, you got a purpose, you got a plan, you want to do something in your life. Guess what? You got to take direct action to do that. I'll tell you what, I have learned more from Jesse the last couple of years with his business and, and doing working out and stuff like that. He has a plan of action every day. Sometimes I'm like, can we take off today? Plan of action, right? But he works it in a way that it's doable, right? So what I'm saying is, what's your plan of action to grow in the Lord this year? What's your plan of action to grow your family in the things of the Lord this year? Or are we going to sit on the sidelines and just go, it's an old story. It's just a symbol of what could happen. Let me tell you what. I guarantee you guys, I'll go back to my, I'm getting a lot of gas mileage with that, that idea from the, the whole uh, zoo thing. If y'all heard that, you'd be grabbing grandma, everybody else, little Addie be up here, everybody be jumping the fence, they'd be getting out of there, right? They'd be putting their guard up because you know what? There's something of great value that's close to them. Let me tell you what, you are a great value to the Lord. That's why he's telling you, keep your eyes on him. Use the word of God, stand on the word of God, and fellowship just like this so we can encourage one another when somebody's going through a tough time. You know what I mean? Everybody in here has something going on sometime or another. I'm going to tell you that right now. If you think you're immune to that by being the preacher, you are wrong. Usually it ramps up. The guy that's talking the most, guess what? He goes, we got to take him out. We got to take that person out. You know? The enemy doesn't want you to know this message. He wants you to sit on the sidelines and go right on along. Because I'm going to tell you what, when you take this message to heart and you grow in what's going on here and you define your enemy, then you know how to defeat your enemy. You defeat your enemy with the word of God, with the promises of God, standing on what Jesus did for us. Everybody doing good so far? So my next thing is, is we need to 
not only define our enemy, we need to know our Savior in a relationship. I'm going to give you some scriptures you guys could write down and go back over them a little bit, but I want to build my case here and share it with you. Look at this. Luke 2.11 says, For today in the city of David there has been born for you a Savior who is Christ the Lord. His sacrifice was perfect. He has made a way for us through the death, burial, and resurrection for us to, by faith, be set into the family of God. So we need to know our Savior. We need to have a relationship with Him. We need to realize that our sin separates us from an awesome and amazing holy God, but He loved you so much that Jesus said, I'll come and pay their sin debt in full, and that's what He did. And that, the way we receive that is by faith. Well, by faith, and, and, and that's what we need to do is turn around and say, Lord, I believe you are who you say you are. And, and as we go through this, I want us to think about, do we really stand on that? Not just a story in a Bible, but a relationship in your heart. Is that who he is to you? Who is Jesus to you? In the Gospels, he's talking to his disciples. He said, who do they say I am? Who do you say I am? See, by the end of the day, you got to come up with that answer. Who do you say he is? Because who he is to me might not be the same person who he is to you. But I tell you what the Bible wants is this. He wants us all to know that he is the one that gave his life for us. Amen. He paid the ransom. Let's keep on going. So look at this Luke 19, 10. It says, for the son of man has come to seek and save that which was lost. That's his mission. Guess who was lost? Us. We were lost. I mean, I was really lost. How about you guys? When you don't get, go to church, but once from five to you're 30 and you're rocking and rolling, you're lost. You were way lost. But guess what? He'll find you. He'll find you. He'll love you so much, he'll send people outside the church to get you. Isn't that something? He'll send people to lunch with you. He'll send people in your family to pray for you. He'll be, probably your neighbor's been praying for you. I told you before, my neighbors used to invite me to church all the time, all the time, all the time. And I give them the standard answer, oh, that place will burn down if I go in there. Mr. Tough Guy. You know what? If I didn't go and didn't find out at all, guess what? I'd be burning down. Amen. But see, that's why I'm excited about the message, because God transformed my life. How about you? I'm not, I'm not okay with a whole home relationship. I wanted a vibrant relationship because it costs so much for him to pay that for us, man. You know, something's, the value of something is all about what somebody will pay for. Me and my buddy like to flip cars and buy cars and stuff. And then some people really think their car is something else. And I go, that's nice. But that's not what it's worth to me. But God, through his grace and his mercy, said, you're worth it. How much you worth? Jesus leaving heaven, coming to earth without sin and having all the sin of mankind heaped on him. Poured out his blood for the redemption of our sin. Died and three days later rose again, sits on the right hand side of God, right? Interceding for us. I don't know about you, I'll just say me. I've had a lawyer before and when you go before the judge, it's good to have a lawyer, right? Jesus says, you know what? The enemy, as I said, he's the divider, right? He's the evil one. He's the one that wants to put you down, right? But Buddy did this, and Buddy said this, and Buddy, 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 and Jesus said, he's ours. He's ours, bought and paid for. He received me. He received what I did by faith. He's ours. Today, let me ask you a question. If you don't hear anything else, I say, are you his today? Are you his today? Now, well, I've been to Bible study. No, well, my grandma plays the keyboard. No, 
Do you know Jesus as your Lord and Savior? Because he came to seek and save what was lost. Look at this, Matthew 1, 21. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. That's what he came for. That's what he's accomplished. Notice I said accomplished because it is finished. But will you grab a hold of that? Let's keep on rolling here. Philippians 3.20. It says, for our citizenship is in heaven. Somebody say amen if you believe that and ready for the cashing in on that. Which from, from which also we eagerly wait for a savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. I don't know about you, but the older I get, I realize there's less sand in my hourglass. And I'm thinking, man, I'm going to get to see Jesus. I'm going to get to see Jesus. But you know what? I want to finish everything God has, has put in my life. I want to accomplish everything God has called me to. How about you? I don't want to get there and stand before the Lord. Yes, we're going to heaven, amen, because we put our faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. But there's a day called the judgment day. Even the believer is going to stand before God in that. Not for your sin, but what you've done as a believer. That gets real serious, don't it? You know what I mean? He, he, he's going to review of your life. Guess what? I pray on my last breath, that I'm still pointing somebody to Jesus. I know y'all don't have any doubt I'll probably still be talking right up until I take my last breath, right? <laughs> they love me, right, Lord? They love me, right? But it's true. But here's the difference of me running my mouth before and me running my mouth now. I got the right message. I got Jesus. That's the message. God doesn't give us a platform to glorify ourselves. He gives us a platform to glorify him. So, Lord, I pray everything that's said here today and everything that's done here today glorifies you. We laugh. We have a good time everything else. You know why? It says the joy of the Lord is our strength. I do not believe we're going to get to heaven. Everybody's going to have a face like this. Nice to see you. I believe it's going to be awesome. How about that? presence of God, man, we're going to be up there, got new knees, new backs, nobody, got a Vepco bill, it's going to be awesome. How about that? No car payment, no anything like that. Man, and to be in the presence of God, where everything's stripped away, and we are made right, and we are made whole. This is just a foreshadowing of what we're going to get. It ain't too bad when you're with Jesus, amen? Let me tell you, it ain't too shabby, is it? Let's keep on going. Last one, 1 John 4, 14. We have seen and testified that the Father has sent the Son to be the Savior of the world. Let me ask you, how much do you testify about that? I'm not saying put people in the Holy Ghost headlock. Does your life testify of that? Does your giving testify of that? Does your forgiving testify of that? Preaching to me first. Does it? If not, what do we got to do to make the adjustment? So that's our testimony. I've said this before. I, I, went, I, I might have shared it last week. I went somewhere. Oh, yeah, we went shopping. Imagine that. <laughs> we went shopping. And I was talking to the lady at the counter. And I was talking about, because about three seconds into it, I was talking about Jesus matter than that. And we were talking about it a little. She said, I'm a believer, too. I said, that's good. And she says, you know, there's a lot of Christians at my job. Matter of fact, I've been working with this one lady for a few months. I just found out she's a Christian. And I thought, why did it take three months to find out she's a Christian? Amen. Not hating on anybody. I'm just saying. I would like them to know right out the shoot. Because you know what's funny? I don't, I don't go up there and go, excuse me, I'm a Christian. I just got a badge and here we go. And look at my bumper sticker. That ain't it. I deal with my work my, on, during the day. I work with a lot of truck drivers. They're awesome guys. They would give you the shirt off your back. 
but they don't talk too Christ-like sometimes. <laughs> I'm just going to tell you. And so as I'm talking to them, I don't try to fix anything. I don't try to, because I was that guy one time. How about y'all? Just checking. How about y'all, right? You know, we, we had to get cleaned up, right? But we can't do it on our own. God sets us in the family. And I could tell, you know, the guy said, what you been doing? I saw a man working on a new Bible study and stuff like this and everything. And he goes, oh, praise God. <laughs> Are you the same guy I was just talking to? They were just cussing and fussing, right? You know? And I realize that we slip sometimes. I realize that we don't realize it. But just like we were talking about the enemy, he'll creep in. He'll slip in. And next thing you know, we're over in the weeds. There's a thing called accountability. There's a thing called commitment. How, commitment, how committed are you to the mission of God? Because surely it must be worth something because God saved you and me and set us in the family. But here's the thing. Do we know the Savior? If we know the Savior, we should be walking in the things that he tells us to. Amen? Now, remember we started out, man, everybody's biting their fingernails. The, devil, the devil's on the loose. It's okay. Read the last chapter. We overcame. Amen? Look at this. So we talk about knowing the Savior personally by putting our faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. Now look at this. We need to know that we're secure. Now, I got a lot of things written here. I'm going to kind of roll through them. And you can write down some of the addresses and look them up a little later. But I'm going to unfold a couple of these and just kind of preach through them, all right? So some of the things that we have as believers in Christ that have put our faith and trust in the Lord, look at this. Romans 3.24 said we are justified, declared righteous. Because of what Christ has done, we're made right. How many people feel like that? Does it change the way you live your life? I'm going to help somebody with worry today. I'm going to help somebody with guilt today. Y'all ready? Look at this. Romans 8.1, one of my favorite ones. No condemnation awaits. Romans 8.2, look at this. We are set free from the power of sin that leads to death. See, prior to giving your life to the Lord, you sin because you sin because you were a sinner. But when you give your life to the Lord, you have a choice. You don't have to sin. We can lean into the strength of the Holy Spirit that dwells in us and choose better because God's whispering to us. God's showing us, look, this is the best I have for you here, not what you're choosing. 2 Corinthians 5.21, we are made right with God. Man, how does that make you feel? You're made right with God. When God looks at your life as a believer in, in Christ Jesus, he doesn't see the flaws. He sees what you are becoming. He sees you as his child. Amen. Galatians 3.28, we are one in Christ with all other believers. Family. I hear this all the time. You don't got to go to church to be saved. Well, that's true. But you do if you want to grow. And I don't know about you. I miss you if you're not here. How about that? It's good to get together. And guess what? You really do a disservice to the body if you don't come because your gift is valuable. I don't know what my gift is. You know what? Your gift might be opening the door. Your gift might be praying for somebody. It might be giving somebody a hug that just needs one. I don't know what it is. It's probably many things. But I'm going to tell you what. God has poured something in each one of us so that we can pour it out for somebody else. Amen. With people in, in this many people in here, a lot of people have been through a lot of different things. Many things that I haven't experienced and, and maybe some that I have. But I'm going to tell you what. Through those things, you can speak through somebody to somebody's life and encourage them and help them stay on point. For the things of the Lord. Amen. Look at this. Ephesians 1. 4 says this. We are, holy, we are holy and without fault. How many people feel like that? Not every day, do we? But as God sees your life, because he sees it in Christ and through the shed blood of Jesus Christ. Look at this. 
Ephesians 1, 5, and 6, we just break it down. It says we are adopted as God's children. In the old days, if you were adopted, you didn't bring them back. Right? If you adopted a child, they had the same rights as your blood child. Right? We've been adopted into the family. What else have we got? Ephesians 1, 7. Our sins are taken away and we are forgiven. Let me tell you what. There's two things that I talk about as a pastor more than anything else in the last 20 years. People being secure in their faith and people dealing with forgiveness. And that third one, I'll probably say worry. What does he tell? Say, write some of these down and go back and, and, and put them on your refrigerator, man. Take a look at this stuff. Realize this is who you are. We're identified as belonging to God by his Holy Spirit. You can usually tell when somebody knows the Lord, right? You should be able to. I'm not saying because they're quote, quoting Bible verses and all that stuff, but the way they deal with people, the way they, their actions are. What's in our heart should change the way that we do business, the way that we deal with our wives and husbands and things like that. Hey, look, man, I know y'all don't believe this, but every now and then we might even argue at my house. I'm going to do it, do it. Yes, we do. No, we don't. Yes, we do. No, we don't. No, I'm just like, you know, I'm just going to be real because anybody else say, well, will y'all have a discussion? No. She doesn't realize I'm right. Guess I just started a new one. <laughs> I'm teasing. Most of the time, she's right. And if I was smart, I'd just say all the time she's right, but I ain't got that smart yet. But I'm just being honest, man. Because, you know, I don't come up here and think, oh, well, buddy got it all together, this and everything else. Hey, look, I'm pointing to the one that does. And I'm doing my best. And I appreciate your prayers. But I'm just saying we're doing life. We're going through this thing. And I'm just being real brutally honest with it. And some days it's great. And some days it's not so good. Right? But when I put it up against the backdrop of the cross, it's awesome. Because we're just cutting through here. You know, a lot of times I probably don't even get through one, a, a month worth of message without thinking about the little hourglass and the sand. That is in my brain all the time. But time's running. Time's running. Time's running. Went to eat with Thomas yesterday. Dad, you need to slow down. You need to slow down. I'm thinking there's not that much sand left. The sand is kicking, Junior. We got to get busy. And I don't mean that. Oh, I gotta, I'm kind of wired like that. But God has put such a burden on my heart for the lost. God has put a burden on my, on my heart that I want to be everything that he's called me to be. How about you? And I want to walk this out because I do know I'm secure in Christ. And that's not boastful. That's grateful. Amen. Somebody say amen to that because we are grateful for what Christ has done. Look at this. Ephesians 3.12. We can come boldly and confidently into God's presence. Now I'm going to tell you what that will preach right there. We could have done a whole sermon on each one of these things. How about this? I don't know. Everybody's background's different. I was very blessed. My mom and dad were, were very uh, loving parents. I could go to my mom and dad with anything. I'm thankful. Maybe some of us didn't grow up like that. But you got a heavenly father that you can go to with anything, anytime. And let me tell you what. Mom and dad, grandparents, our resources are limited. I don't care what you say. They're limited. Somewhere it's going to have a limit. God is unlimited with his resources. So I want to point you to him. I want to tell you about what he's done for you. I want to, I want to be able to, to plant seeds in your life. So when I'm gone, you keep chugging, man. You keep chugging. I've said it before. You preach your own funeral before you even go. I think about Dave. I, I think about him all the time. Let me tell you, we had to wait and wait for people walking miles down the road to get in. 
to pay their respects to him and the family. He touched some lives, man. Let me tell you, what lives are you touching? Every day you have an opportunity. You know what? You got the internet. How much time are we spending on that? I'm not, I'm not opposed to the internet. Because if you go on like my little Facebook thing, you're going to hear about Jesus on there. I'm not going to beat you in the head with a cross or anything else. But I'm going to utilize the platform that God gives me to glorify God. How about you? That's the plan. And I'll be honest with you. Some days probably don't look too good. But guess what? Because of the grace and because of what he's done and because we're declared righteous and because there's no condemnation and because we're, we're powerful over sin and because we're made right with God and I could go on and on and on, I could get up again and say, Lord, whew, man, I really sold you out yesterday, but Lord, help me today. Lord, help me today to do a little bit better. You know that? I don't know about you, but when my boys blow it, and every now and then they just might. I suppose they laugh, life there, laugh there. I don't want to beat them down. I want to lift them up. I want us to learn from that. I want them to know that they're loved. I want them to know, guess what? Call me any time. I don't care. I tell the guys at work, they go, they're doing a few things and stuff like that. I say, man, you know, y'all be careful. But I'm going to tell you something. If you get out there and you choose bad and you're drinking, call me. I'll come get you, man. That is not advocating them to do that. That is, you know what? They're going to hear about Jesus all the way home. <laughs> I want them safe. I want them secure. I'd rather lose an hour's sleep and have the privilege to share Jesus with somebody than have a sheet mark in the morning and go, <laughs> oh, well, how about you? Do you know you're secured in Christ? I pray that you do. I pray this is encouraging to you guys today, man. Anybody doing all right? Everybody doing all right? So if we know those things, guess what? We need to live our identity. Living it out. What does that look like? And I'm going to blow through here because I want to share a few things. If you're living your identity, you're going to share the gospel. What's the gospel? The good news of Jesus Christ. We must have shared it three or four times while we're already standing here. Guess what? Because that's the message. You know what gets me? I've said this many times. Been in many churches. I ain't hating on any churches, anything else, all that. But I'm going to tell you what. If you go to a place and they don't tell you how to get to Jesus, go home. I'm just telling you. Because the promises aren't for you if you're not a child of God. They've just butted up with the enemy. We just heard 65% of the people think, oh, yeah, it's just an old antiquated idea. Yeah, you know, evil happens, all that. What did the Bible say? What did he say? There's an enemy out there. Never to scare you, always to prepare you. Realize that you're overcomers in these things, man. Look at this. Be a student of the Word of God. I'm always learning. I went to lunch with a guy the other day, and we were going to talk some business. We think about doing some odds and ends. He's a great guy talking everything else. And he sat there in front of me. He goes, I got a question for you. I'm thinking, he's going to ask me how much money I'm going to put in this thing. He's going to ask me, when can we start doing it? I'm all business, right? He says, how do you stay encouraged in the Lord? I'm thinking, I like that type of business partner. How do you keep the fire going for the things of the Lord? He said, I've been watching you for two years. You're always going. You're always doing this, that, and everything else. But you see, to still play again. I said, you know what? I got a lot of people that pray for me, brother. And I'm grateful. And I tell you something else. I know 
that this is what God's called me to do. How about you? Now, it might not be to stand up here and preach for somebody or play the music or anything else, but I can promise you this. The mission is to share Jesus Christ. Wherever you at, in your family, whatever you're doing, whatever, on your job, whatever the deal is, God's called us to share the gospel. Be a student of the word of God. Pray and worship the Lord, man. Is he worthy? I like to use this analogy. I don't know. Um, most people, the biggest bill that you usually have, right, usually have, is a house payment, Right? And if you still got a house payment, just think about how this would come over. If I said, before y'all leave today, I love you so much, line up right here. I got my checkbook, and I'm going to pay your house off. Bet you we'd have a long line, wouldn't we? I can just give you a little words of wisdom. Don't cash that check, okay, <laughs> if it's mine, all right? But think about that. That's just material stuff. You still got to upkeep. You still got to pay the taxes, all that stuff. But we'd say, whoo, that buddy Chapman paid my house. I just love buddy. Right? Yeah. Right. How about this? How about the one that rescued us? Let's make a person who rescued you out of your sin debt. How about the one that rescued you so that you could be set in the family of God? How about the one that said, you know what? When everybody else said, I ain't touching them, they said, you're worth it. Did y'all ever play that game? I've talked about it from time to time. Red Rover, Red Rover, send buddy right over. Yeah, whoo, yeah. You ever been the last one picked? Mmm, got quiet, didn't it? Got real quiet, didn't it? Yeah. How'd you feel? How about if right when they get ready to pick you, they go, let's play another game. <laughs> How would that make you feel? See, you're God's choice. You're not his leftover. You're his favorite. He just has a lot of favorites. Amen? That's awesome. It's like your kids. I think most people love them the same, right? I know that was real hard for my mom and dad between me and my sister. They probably love them all just teasing. But you know, my mom and dad were critical on this. If Donna got a sucker, I got a sucker. I don't want a sucker. I don't really need a sucker. That's all right. No, you're getting the same thing. It's even across the board. If anybody, if I was ever saying, well, you like Donna more than me, they'd be like, you crazy. It's, just, it's across the board. You say, why do you use that analogy? God sees us all the same as valuable. You say, man, I don't feel very valuable today. Kind of rickety getting up. My hair looks like a chicken and everything else. He sees past that. Aren't you glad? You know, he sees past all that stuff. And he sees your heart. But I want to share something else with you. We should be transformed into the image of God. Is your heart working with your feet? To represent God well. Does this right here match up with this right here? The way you're walking, the way you're living, the way you're doing. I understand some days we fall short. We just get back up again. My desire is to walk this out. My desire is to lean on the Lord. My desire is to be a mirror of Christ. Guess what? Don't put your eyes on buddy. Put your eyes on the Lord. I love you. I'll let you down. I'm just a man. I'm just telling you. I don't want to. But that's what happens in the church so many times. Everybody gets their eyes on a man and not the Lord. So I'm telling you right now, I love you so much. Keep your eyes on the Lord. And pray for you, Pastor. How about that? And we'll all keep our eyes on the Lord. And we'll all keep going. And we'll keep doing something. You know something's funny about this? I've been learning about leadership as I go. I think that's just an amazing thing. And you know what? See, they say, it's, it's, it's lonely at the top. Well, guess what? If you're a leader and you're at the top and everybody else is on the bottom, you ain't leading. 
You're not leading. Guess what? When you're going across the finish line, the real leader is not the one that goes first. He's the one that goes last because he's helping everybody over. Helping everybody over. That's the life I want to live right there. I don't have to be first. Because there's already one that should be first. His name's Jesus. Amen. But I'll tell you what. I pray that today as we go through some of this thing, how we give, how we serve others. Right? Talking about this. See, a lot of times we say, well, if I was the boss, if you made me the boss, I'd do this, that, and everything else. People realize this. If you were doing what you're supposed to be doing, they'd probably make you the boss. You don't get to be the boss later. You get to be the boss because every decision you make along the way. Right? God's going to entrust you with more along the way. See, that's the thing. It's about the commitment. It's about the sharing. It's about living out your identity. How are you living out your identity? I pray that you know what? That we're about making disciples. I pray that we're about trying to do our best to be obedient to the things of the Lord. I pray that we're, we're, we're shining that, that, that light, that hill on the city, man, that people are coming in. It's never about, I say this probably every week, it's never about how many people are in the seat. I think it's great. Stay in the room only today. Wonderful. You know what? Keep it coming. We'll do two services, whatever it, has it takes. It's about getting the gospel and the truth and the love of God and the hearts of the people that come in this place. Amen. And not only about getting it in there, about feeding it and filling it so that when you go out there, pull in the net. Whoo. Be fishers of men. Be out there sharing your story. Be out there telling them what you believe. Right? You say, well, buddy, that's easy. You talk a lot. You don't have to say much in anything. They'll know by the way you, you, you deal with stuff. They'll know that. So let's bring this thing on home. Everybody doing good today? All right, let's see what else we got. I got a few more things here. I'm going to go back to where we started. Stay alert. Watch out for the great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. I got a few things on my sheet that I put, put down the other day. And it was a lot of writing. So I'm just going to hit a few things and uh, we'll get ready to bring this thing to a close. Here's a few things that we have when we're accepted in Christ. When we put our faith and trust in him and when we realize that God says, you know what, you're mine. Just listen to some of these. I'm a child of God. I'm Christ's friend. I've been justified. I'm united with the Lord. I've been brought, bought with a price and I belong to God. I'm a member of Christ's body. I'm a saint. How many saints we got here? I get them all the time. How many saints we got here? How many? 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 All right. Let me give you a little definition of that. That doesn't mean you don't do anything right, wrong and you do everything right. It means that when God looks at you, he sees your sin removed as far as it is from the east to the west. You've been set in a family. So if you put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, look at when you read the Bible, it says, oh, I'm, I'm talking to all the uh, folks in Ephesus and all the saints. And who are they? They were the believers in Christ. You're made right. Remember what we just went through? You're made right by what Christ has done. And it's hard for us to receive that. Because every, every time I say that, I get a couple of hands like, ah. You know, I don't know. I just argued with my wife on the way here, and I think I was speeding and all this. No, no, no. I'm talking about how God sees you. He sees it as it is finished. You're set in the family. Look at that. Man, we've been adopted by God. We have total access to God. We're complete in Christ. And it goes on, and it goes on, and it goes on. And this is what he wants us to do. He wants us to be the light. He wants us to be ministers of reconciliation. 
as, the, as believers, and I sit down with a lot of people and talk about a lot of different things. If you got a problem in your relationship, I always say this, I'm not a counselor. I'm your brother in the Lord. I'll, I'll pray with you. I'll encourage you. But what I don't want to do is this. Well, she should have done that and he should have done that. Because you know what I know? The devil's in there dividing. So let's jump on him. I'm not saying that we shouldn't, you know, stand up for where we, we've made mistakes and things like that. I'm looking at a big, broader thing. I'm not going to jump on people. I'm going to lift up people. I'm going to point them to Jesus. If we're going to jump on somebody, let's jump on the enemy that comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Let's realize that, you know what? That he is, is, has been given, for whatever reason, an opportunity to do what he does right now. But guess what? I believe Jesus is coming back soon. How about you guys? Now, I don't know if it'll be in my lifetime. I don't know if it'll be in Addie's lifetime. I don't know, but I know one thing. I know that we can be ready. So let me ask you a question. Are you ready? If he was to come back today, if, if, if right now, boom, Jesus appeared right there and he says, I'll be back at noon. How would you live the next few hours different? Be calling everybody, wouldn't you? Hey, did you, Jesus coming back. I just want to let you know he's coming back. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? What's keeping us from being ready? If you're here today and you've never made that decision, I pray that you do it today so you can be ready. Let us pray. Lord, I thank you today for the message. I pray that today that you were glorified through that, that we went back to your word. When we said, you know what, when 65% ain't going to believe, we're going to believe 100% that your word is true and that you tell us to be alert and be aware. And also, Lord, we believe that we are overcomers in Christ. If you're sitting here today and you've never put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, maybe you're listening to this, maybe it's six months from now, it ain't going to change. This message doesn't change. It's the truth. The truth doesn't change. And the truth is this. The Bible says all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. The Bible says that we need a Savior and his name is Jesus. The Bible says if we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, we will be saved. We'll be set in that family. Right? And God wants to work in our life and through our life to make disciples. He came to save and seek that which was lost. We were all lost. Let me ask you a question. Have you been found? Have you received Jesus? If not, don't leave here today without saying, Lord, come into my life. I believe you're the Son of God that takes away the sin of the world. Lord, today, forgive me of my sin. Set me in the family, Lord. Help me to live a life that is pleasing to you. If that's you today, tell somebody before you leave. Say, you know, why is that? Because you know what? We want to rejoice. If there's something that you're struggling with, I'm going to go a little bit further today. Maybe you've been with the Lord for a long time and you've made some bad decisions. I think we all have. Preaching to me first. Realize that today that we can come back to God. We could turn from our sin and turn back to God. He's in the restoring business. He's in the restoration business. He's in the loving business. He's in the forgiving business. Don't let the divider, Satan, the enemy, whisper into your ear and lie to you. Do not buy the lie. Seek the truth. His name is Jesus. And everybody said, amen. If you guys are listening online, got any questions about what you heard today, drop us a note. We love you. We'll see you. All glory goes to God. Amen. Everybody.